Hey guys, hope you're well. Welcome to the EFI Fitness Podcast again. Hopefully again. Maybe it's your first time. I've done like 22 of these now. Hmm. I am by myself because apparently um, it's really hard to get Jonna to drop everything with his PhD, his full-time job, his wife and social life at the drop of a hat. So um, yeah, it's really hard to get hold of now and again. Now and again. Um, but you've got me. And today we're going to be talking about why diets fail. Um, because I think everybody I know, including myself, has gone on a diet or um, tried losing body fat and not been successful. I remember when I was like 16 and I thought that if I did like a thousand sit-ups a day, I was going to be shredded from my summer holiday with my parents. And obviously didn't turn up to the summer holiday shredded because after about two days, I was like, yeah, that's not working. Um, so, yeah. So diets fail for like a number of reasons. Um, Odin's just entered the room. The biggest one that we see most of the time is, is something called adherence. So adherence is basically the ability to stick to something. All right. Um, and... I would say like adherence is probably the biggest part about coaching or the biggest part about like any diet really is as long as you can stick to it, then it will work. But if you can't stick to it, then it's never going to work. It's the same as anything else. Like if you go into a board meeting with the CEO and, and people like that, and you haven't done your job because you can't stick to it, it's because you can't adhere to it. If you can't adhere to the rules, you go to prison. Shit like that. Um, if my neighbour doesn't take down his eight-foot fence that he's just built, I will tell the council. And he has to adhere to their rules. So the reason people lack adherence is because usually they bite off more they can, than they can chew. Is because we want, we've been set this paradigm and this, this social norm that quick weight loss is the goal. And quick weight loss is like, so celebrated and like it shouldn't be um it's absolutely mental when you think about it because we're essentially celebrating unhealthy habits and people being essentially starving themselves um because that's all dieting is really so when it comes to adherence the if you think about if you think about it this way if i give you the body that you actually wanted all right whether that is uh, losing six stone three stone um, putting on five kilos of, of muscle mass or being able to run a 5k without sounding like you're having um, like your lung removed. And then I, I gave you that. I gave you what you wanted, but you didn't change anything in your life. Within three to six months, you'd be exactly where you are now because the habits you've currently got and the habits you do every single day are basically leading your body to look how it is now. Like your body is the average of everything you've ever done, all right? So it's it's the best food diary you can keep, essentially, because it is just the average of all the food that you've put in, plus all the exercise that you've ever done, and it's accumulated in how you look now. Some people have genetics on the side, don't get me wrong, but like you, you, can't, you can't complain about the results when you haven't put the effort in. And adherence is, is, is the big one, because if you don't put these habits in place, then you're not going to adhere to everything that you're trying to do. 
So if you say, all right, well, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to go for a 5K, and you've not got anything in place to change how you wake up in the morning, it's not going to change anything. So you're going to wake up in the morning, realise that motivation's not just suddenly sprouted out fucking nowhere, and you're going to be like, well, don't really fancy going on a 5K. And then you do it. Whereas if you put habits in place of, all right, well, I'm going to set my alarm half an hour earlier. I'm going to put my gym clothes ready on the floor next to my bed. So the first thing I do is go and put my gym clothes on. My running trainer's next to the door. And I'm going to put out, I'm going to put like a, a bottle of water in the fridge to take with me. And I'm going to plan something for breakfast, like an overnight oats, so that I've got that for when I get in. Then I get my shower, have my overnight oats, and then I go to work. If you put that in place, then your adherence will go up because you'll be able to actually stick to it because you've got a plan in place. You've got the foundations of something rather than just a, a whim. Okay? And this can obviously come with habits, but it can come with calories as well. So say, for example, your maintenance is 2,000 calories. And then you're, you're like, all right, well, I want to lose weight really, really quickly. And my fitness pal has asked me how much I want to lose. And I've, figured, I've put... Two pound a week, because that's the most you can put in on my fitness pal. And then it's giving me 1,200 calories, because my fitness pal gives every female 1,200 calories. So you try to stick in 1,200 calories, then you realize after two, three, four days that you're really hungry, and you've got nothing in place, again, habits, that's going to battle these 1,200 calories, because you've not changed how you eat. So now you're 800 calories lower than you should be. You're absolutely starving. Yes, your weight's coming down, but... After three, four days, you're going to get to the evening just before bed, after you've eaten tea, when you're sitting in front of Netflix, really bored, and you're going to binge because you're absolutely ravenous. And we've got this never-ending cycle because we're not putting habits in place and we're biting off more we can chew so we can't adhere to the thing that we're actually trying to achieve. And that's why adherence causes diets to fail. Then we've got some other factors that have a massive impact. And the first one is what I've just talked about there with, with hunger. So hunger is just part of life. You can eat enough and still be hungry. All right. And you've got to also realize that if you're wanting to get leaner, if you're wanting to lose body fat, there's a very, very good chance that you're going to have to deal with hunger at some point. And you've just got to realize that you're choosing to be hungry when there's people in this world who don't get that choice. All right. If you take it from a very privileged position, which if you're listening to this, you are it, you get to be hungry. All right. Once you realize that, it becomes a very easy thing to sort of consider and get your mind around. And then you've got to realize that there are things you can put in place to stop this hunger. Protein and fiber are like the biggest things you can eat in terms of, of satiety because they get digested further down the tract than everything else. But if you chew minty gum, if you brush your teeth um, after every meal, if you um, have soda water instead of water, even if you just increase the amount of water and liquid you, you contain that's got zero calories or no calories, you will stave off hunger for a long period of time. <laughs> because hunger is going to be a massive factor on why you feel. And what people tend to do, and this usually happens with people who decide that they're going to do fasting, is they'll fast until 12, they're going to starve up until about 11.55. And because the hunger levels are so high, they're going to be like, 
sweet, I am, I must need more food because I'm so hungry, I must need more food. When that's not the case, like your body's just trying to get you to eat. It's just sending bigger bringing signals. It's not, the hunger signals don't dictate how hungry you actually are or how much food you need. So they're not really that correlated. Like hunger's not a very good uh, marker of how much food you actually need to eat. Hence why you can eat enough and still be hungry. And what they'll do at 12 o'clock is they'll eat basically the meal they'll have at, at, um, at lunch plus all the calories on top of it that they've missed from fasting for breakfast. So the, in, if, for example, if they skipped at breakfast and that's 500 calories and lunch is 800 calories, they'll have a 1300 calorie lunch. And hunger is one of those where it's so erratically emotional because it is a hormonal response and even though it's only it might only be a couple of well, it's about four or five hormones that are actually spiking but they have a huge impact on how we feel like we've got that hangry thing i know when i'm hungry i'm a right bill and more so than i only am and even like i'm actually a lot better than i used to be so people have actually like met me and i'm hungry and like I might be a little bit snappy or like moody. I mean, I'm moody all the time, but they'll they'll get like a, a negative response from me because I'm hungry, and people get that hangry feeling, and it is just an emotional response because it's a hormonal response from your body telling you you need to eat. You don't waste time with pleasantries. You just like give me the food, and then the biggest factor. When we, when we think about, we've got adherence, we've got hunger, and we've got sort of the type of diet people, people have because they're more they can chew. But when you think about the mindset that you can sort of apply, and like, if I just read you a list of what sort of successful like dieters do, and nobody can see the video, but like it was super hands around them, like with the whole um, inverted commas, like Joey off friends. I'm sorry. So it's almost it's almost it's almost as important to realize what successful dieters don't do as to what it is that they do. So if I told you what successful dieters do, and it, like if this sounds like I'm reading off a list, it's because I'm reading off a list. So physically active, they resistance train, so they weight train. They have less food variety. They have fewer takeaways per week, per month, per year. Um, they're more consistent. They uh, track their weight regularly, and they have higher volume of food. So when it when I mean high volume of food, obviously it's very low calorie, high volume, so fruit and veg essentially. Okay. And I doubt there's anything in there that anybody who's ever tried to lose weight didn't know. Maybe the low food variety, perhaps. But people know that if they were more active, they weight trained, they ate less takeaways, and they were more consistent, they'd probably be there or thereabouts in terms of making progress. But when we look at what successful dieters don't do they again reading off the list they avoid dictomus dict dictomus never been able to say this basically they they avoid thinking 
black and white. If anybody can actually spit that, say that word, let me know. Um, so instead of thinking foods are good and bad, they, do, they don't have those views. Um, their weight goes up, they don't instantly think about oh, it's fat. They avoid emotionally re um, eating, so using the, the food to regulate their mood. Um, they're more positive towards their own body, positive affirmations and body language, and just actually not call themselves negative words. Um, they're less, less frequently disordered eating, and they see, perceive um, the perceived benefits outweigh the costs. All right, so the costs of eating healthily are you might be less social, you might have to eat less, the food might not taste as good, and you, I don't know, might get healthier, I guess. But they, they see the benefits outweighing the costs on a massive scale. And I think that's one of the biggest mindset shifts that anybody can really have is once you actually realize that everything you're doing isn't just to lose weight, it's actually to make you healthier. <laughs> and I saw something on, on Instagram the other day and um, someone asked, she was like a coach or an influencer or someone, and someone that were like, oh, are you training to lose weight? And she was like, well, actually, like I'm 40 now, I'm training to live till 80, not 60. And it always comes down to like, I love the, the quote of you've got to, die as old as possible, as young as possible. So you die at night if you're then like a 70 year old. And I think everybody's been sort of exposed to someone in their family or a close relative or someone that they know who's died at 60, but looks 80 and vice versa, they might've passed away at 80, but look 60. And I know people haven't worked at gyms all my life. Like I know 80 year olds who are still like running every single morning going for a swim every single morning, they're turning up and just doing the shit that like, I know 30-year-olds don't do or can't do right now. And if you get into that mindset of this isn't just about weight loss, it's not just about fat loss, it's not just about turning up to the gym in your matching fucking sports bra and shorts and looking good with a full face of makeup. Like, nobody gives a fuck. But if you actually think that in 20 years time or even five years time when like you might have kids or you're a teacher or you've got someone who looks up to you and sees this really power, powerful, like authentic person, as a teacher, a father, a mother, a, like a role model and like fucking hell, like they go to the gym, they're driven, they eat healthy it's going to have a massive impact on the next generation. And I think once we start to realize this, and we start to realize that regardless of what you do or how you perceive yourself, there's always someone below you looking up to you, thinking the world here. If you think about yourself in the way they did, I guarantee you all this becomes very easy. So the reason that diets fail, if we bring it full circle, is because we're picking the wrong options. And it all comes down to how we perceive ourselves. Where do we want to be? How do we want to get there? And if our ego and our vanity is so high that we're judging ourselves based on how we look, then our ego is high enough to shift that mindset to think, actually, 
I'm going to be fucking role model for this kid or this person or this group of people that I teach or coach or whatever. And if we start to set that mindset, diets won't fail half as much as they do, as long as you pick the right options. And there was a study that, that, that came out, oh, it was like 2011, 2013. And basically they did, um, they followed people up after five years of successful weight loss. So they'd finished diet and they'd gone into a maintenance phase. And five years later, only 20% had maintained within like two, 3% of their body, of their body weight following a maintenance period. So if you lost 20 kilos and you were now 100 kilos in five years, only 20% were with, within like a half a stone, so three kilos. So 103 kilos after losing 20. And I've seen that so often. So the reasons diet fails, the reasons diet fail is on you, as well as the knowledge and education that you aren't be given because of all the shit that's on social media. <clears throat> so bringing that back, there are, there are different ways that you can change that. Um, there is a massive opportunity Coming up June the 3rd, when my group coaching starts to, starts again. Um, it actually finished my first intake, finished today. Um, so I've got a break for like two and a bit weeks. I go on holiday. Um, and then we start again June 3rd. So not a slimming club club, basically teaching you everything you need to know. So you don't fail on a diet. And you also don't have to count sins. You don't even have to count calories if you don't want. I will teach you everything you need to know in six weeks. Um and the feedback so far has been fucking brilliant. Um, people losing up to a stone in six weeks, obviously, depending on how much you've got to lose. And people just telling me that they're not focused on the skills, they're not focused on um, how, they, how they perceive their body. It's more a case of um, how strong they are, how they look in the mirror, how, how they feel from a, an energy perspective. And people telling me that they're less less pain from back pain or hip pain. Um, they're less bothered about the weight. And they're just feeling more energetic and elsewhere. So if you want something like that, um, give me a like, a follow, follow to my bio on Instagram, and you can sign up. Or even just give me a message off the back of this, and I'll have a reply. Um, hope you have a great week, and I'll see you on the flip side. Cheers, guys.